Hello, and welcome back to another episode of No BS with Briar and Sarah. This is Sarah. And this is Briar. Well, we are here today. This is our little mini-sode. Yes. Because something happened recently. (laughs) Where someone was asking about our podcast and what all it entailed. So when I discussed, you know, mental illness, they asked me... If you were mentally challenged, a.k.a. the R word. Yes. Like they used the R word word for it. Idiot. And obviously, I feel like it's obvious that uh, mental health and mentally challenged are uh, not the same thing. But... Is this a problematic episode? Should we not be making it? No, it's absolutely necessary. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, I feel like most of you that are here listening are probably listening because you are like supporting us or maybe struggle uh, because you also struggle with mental illness and or addiction. Um, but just in case you don't know what mental illness is, because then I start telling this man that it's about anxiety, depression, things like that, that like people who suffer with, he tells me that oh. all that stuff is just in your head. Which is like the most like commonly said and most like ignorant. It's very ignorant. It's very demeaning. And derogatory. Honestly. Like to people who fucking suffer with these diseases, these mental illnesses. Right. So have you ever seen The Virgin Suicides? No. Okay. So there's this quote that is stuck by me my whole life. So, well, it came out when I was a kid, but yeah. So the youngest girl, the youngest sister, it's a bunch of sisters. She is uh, cutting oh. and she has to go to a doctor. It's Danny DeVito. I love him. And he asks her like, what are you doing here, honey? Like, you're not even old enough to know how hard life gets. And she says, well, obviously, doctor, you've never been a 13-year-old girl before. <laughs> no shit. And that, like, I have thought that because that's, like, I guess, I mean, I probably. I think that's when I started. 13, yeah. 14, yeah. I started having, like, mental health issues, like, a little bit, like, before that, but I was still. Oh, I mean. I, I wasn't, like, acting out on them until oh, no. I was 13. Oh, yeah, no, I. The first time I remember reading Paris Suicidal was at my age, age of four. Yeah. And I think I talked about that in a previous episode. Like yeah, I remember, you did. Yeah. But no, yeah, they just started cutting at 13, 14. Yeah. Um, people same. were saying, like. That's whenever I started cutting. But, like, other things that I was doing, like, um, like eating disorders and stuff yeah. like that. was I was in, like, third being, grade. Being a teenage girl is so shitty, like. And then you just turn into an adult woman that has struggled with all of these. And they don't teach thoughts. you anything. They don't train you. They don't give you life advice, or at least I know the fucking Pythagorean theorem, though. A squared plus C squared is C squared. And I know that boys will just be boys. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that damn saying. No. Yeah, little boys can be boys, but if you're a man, you're acting like a boy. You're not a man. You're a boy to me. Because yeah. men, real men, don't 
yeah, I digress. It was just such a gross, like, Ugh. I hate to, like, say, like, boomer because I don't want to, like, but knock this whole generation of people. But it was just, like, like typical, like, gross boomer, like, response. Ideo- like, ideologies on, like, what mental health is. Because it's like, you guys are fucked up and you guys fucked us up. Yeah. And so many people have mental illness and don't know it because they don't go out there and figure it out. So, like, you think, like, you just have, like, that one drunk uncle. You think your drunk uncle is not, like, a fucking actual alcoholic who probably suffered from something, some kind of traumatic event. Or your father's bipolar. Uh, Yeah. My dad definitely has mental health issues that have gone unacknowledged. And he's, like, to the T, like, narcissist, like, I mean, I can't diagnose him, but, like, every but single thing enough. about it. Like, the like, the charm and, like, uh, using people to get what you want. And then yeah. knowing between right and wrong, but also kind of just not caring. No, not And then what happened to him? It was, I've talked about it before, like, on drugs and drunk. Yeah. Got in this huge wreck. And then, like, when, I, since then I've, like, seen him, like, drinking and driving like literally like we'll be driving around like with a beer between his legs and i'm like what the fuck are you doing why did you not figure out the first time when you were in prison yeah like figure it out bud and he's just like just chill out like you know chill out like, my life and other people's lives are in fucking danger right now literally and my whole entire life was affected by that because yeah i was a child whenever he did that so you grew up i dad. grew up without a dad yeah, yeah. well i mean no hate to my dad my dad is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet he's the most selfless person he would give literally a homeless person the shirt off of his back. But anger grows, well, not grows, anger goes deep within my family. My dad has bipolar and anger issues. My grandpa was bipolar and anger issues. And his father and his grandfather, like my, my grandfather's grandfather was bipolar and anger issues. And it was a different generation. They grew up with these like horrific wars and they came back with no mental health back then because it wasn't a thing like psychology you know wasn't sought after it wasn't you know a science that people cared about right and it shows and that's why like aka boomers they don't believe in mental health they don't believe in psychology they don't believe in psychiatry and getting counseling because back then you just fucking toughed it out yeah but now the rug yeah but now it's like well you do have options you do have resources and if you continue to choose to live that way, and recently I've had this discussion with my parents, like really, 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 really hard discussion. Yeah. That if they did not like choose to quit this fighting and bickering and arguing and this hateful attitude and and just like hatred and ugliness like outwardly that affected me all my childhood and now still well into my adulthood. Yeah. That I was not gonna have a relationship with them and that my children wouldn't have a would not have a relationship with them either yeah and it's like because i refuse to let myself that is not an adult that can choose and my children be subjected to that ever i will never subject another child to that again and again like i love my parents and they are good people but especially my dad he needs counseling everybody needs counseling and it doesn't make you weak especially if, like no that's not like toxic masculinity like it really is it's Everybody needs help. And when guys dog other guys for being on medication or seeing a counselor, those aren't men and they're also not your friends. Like those are little boys who refuse to grow up and take actions for their responsibilities totally. and accept, you know, accept responsibility for their actions and 
whatever. Yeah. One of the like biggest like alcoholics that I know probably um, went through some pretty traumatic shit at a point in his life. And, you know, I tried to tell him like maybe you should start just like with um, counseling therapy. And he's like, what? Like, no, this is my therapy. And he's like, holding up his like bottle of like whatever and i'm like no because then he just gets wasted he's an asshole and but he doesn't like get wasted and then it all starts to come to the surface surface he doesn't ever show that he's hurting it's just like that he's this wild fun guy and it's like no you're not like you need help like serious help like not because I'm judging you, but because I give a shit about you. And, like, even if I didn't, like, know you that well and you weren't my friend, I would still want you to get help because I wouldn't want anybody to feel this way. I wouldn't wish mental illness on even my worst fucking enemy. I yeah. wouldn't. Because it's – I was telling my cousin this today because she doesn't struggle with it, but me and my cousin, my other cousin, her sister does. And she's like, I don't understand. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And she was telling me, she's like, I'm so glad that, like, you know, you have Kelly. And I was like, I do. I have Kelly, I have Sarah, because you two are the only people that I've ever really been able to talk to about this. And, you know, besides that, I've been alone with this, you know, with my counselors, but still, you want someone that you know and that knows you and, like, loves you, not not just a patient. Yeah, exactly. But she was like, she's like, I don't understand. She's like, I don't get it. She's like, I don't, she's like, I don't understand what you guys go through. And I told her, I was like, it feels like your brain is on fire with mm-hmm. a thousand voices like white noise static voices going on not that i'm hearing voices but just like it's just static and my my brain is on fire and it can't stop like i cannot turn it off literally yeah Um, unless i'm knocked out from medication (laughs) yeah god bless god bless me and huge like shout out to people who don't understand but like are still there for you that's like the way my older sister is that's the way my husband is like yeah they don't know and you know my sister's told me like like she's, she doesn't see things from like my perspective because she doesn't deal with it. Yeah. But she has always made it a point to listen to me and That's to so try to understand me. And even when we were like younger, this is why she's like my forever ride or die that like, I didn't even think about this till I was older, but even like when we were younger and we would get into fights because we're sisters and we'd say things to each other that are stupid and ugly and petty and horrible. She never, ever made fun of me for having mental illness because I very obviously have had it since I was extremely young and yeah. she never made it a point to be like, well, you're crazy. When like, I hate that so many too. people did that to me. That was the, you're crazy or yeah, it's, Sarah's you don't have crazy. You it's just, you're just going through a phase or you're just a normal teenager or you just want attention or you're just being dramatic or you're being a hypochondriac. And I've heard, all of those things Same. and it's so fucking hurtful i'm just like man fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you i'm out exactly. <laughs> kind of thing and like i will say like alcoholism and all that it did stem from a place of choice but then after a while it wasn't and then it was yeah just a place of addiction and all of place. that came from mental oh, illness yes. It's not like I was just having this great life and then was just like, I'm going to drink too much. Yeah. Fuck no. I didn't, I didn't decide one day I'm going to be addicted to drugs. 
Yeah. I didn't grow up as a little girl. When I get older, I want to be addicted to cocaine. No, I wanted to be a fairy princess unicorn, okay? Literally, same. Because, like, before I developed a drinking problem, like, I mean, I've touched base on how my my relationship with alcohol was always, like, up and down. But whenever it was down, you know, I I was living in a different city and I had great health insurance and... I was so medicated, so highly medicated, like not just one antidepressant. I had everything. I had a whole cocktail because (laughs) of how uncomfortable I was, like in my own brain, body environment, everything. Skin. Yeah. There's days I wish I could just unzip myself and just take my skin off and leave it there. Yeah. I don't even feel comfortable in my own body. It's like I only left like to go to work and like, because I had to, or then like, if I would leave, I'd have a hard time getting out of anywhere. Like to where it was like crippling anxiety. Sometimes I couldn't drive or do anything. Like I just kept thinking of the worst case scenario all of the time. So I was on a whole abundance of pills. (laughs) Yes. And when I moved back to Lubbock, I lost my health insurance and lost all of my medication that I had been so heavily reliant on that I didn't know what the fuck else to do with myself and my thoughts but drink. Yeah. And that's, like, how it just spiraled out of control. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I was depressed and anxious all the time, but cocaine made me feel powerful and invincible and had all this crazy energy and I could do all these things and no one could bring me down because I didn't give two fucks because I was so high. I was on a different level of, than everybody else around me. And I tell people how much I used to do and they're like, how are you not dead? Yeah. Truly. And that's it's a great question. I don't know by, by the grace of God, honestly, like for me, in my opinion, like I am, I'm lucky Cause there's many people out there that are not lucky like me. Yeah. And that is why I'm here today to give my testimony and tell you my story and be open and honest. And I don't know if this will affect my career down the road, but I'd rather be open and honest Same. and, and tell people that are struggling with it that, you know what? I used to be addicted to cocaine and other drugs and alcohol. And here I am a badass lawyer winning my cases at trial. So exactly. I've had to like think about that too. Cause I'm like, how open do I want to be about anything? Like just considering like my reputation down the line, but it's like, if my reputation down the line is that, um, I used to do these things that people struggle with all the time and that I've helped myself like conquer them. Yeah. And then people still are just like, no, like she's unprofessional. Like, well, then like fuck you, go, go anyway. fuck right off. Exactly. Fuck all the way off. Like, Please, because I guarantee people around you are struggling with these things. I know lawyers and do just drugs. not saying it. I know lawyer. I, I know lawyers that are alcoholics and do Same. drugs, and it's like so. Whatever. At least I conquered it. What's your excuse? Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm getting clean before law school, and that was one of the things I wanted to do. Like that was one thing I told myself: <clears throat> I want to be clean before I get into law school. Right. I want to be the best lawyer that I can be. And the only way I can do that is by getting sober a hundred percent. That's the only way that I'm going to make it through law school and be the best lawyer is with me being sober. Exactly. And there's one tiny little thing I want to touch base on real quick while we're ranting. And then I don't want to get too far into it. We have a friend that's on the way. So 
We're going to make this quick. <laughs> but I recently learned that someone who I thought was a decently good friend of mine um, said that I was a compulsive liar um, about my sobriety and that I have been this way since they met me back at another bar that I used to go to. And I just want to say, I doubt this person listens to this podcast, so that's okay. Um, <clears throat> he's often in his own world. But um, I choose to be open about my sobriety when it's nobody's business, uh, whether I'm sober or not sober. I choose to be honest about it. Um, I have broken sobriety many a times and oftentimes with that person. So how could I possibly be lying about it whenever I'm right there talking to them? Besides that, my tolerance is very low. So if I have been drinking, it's pretty fucking obvious. And um, when they refer back to the, to the point in time that they say that I've always been this way since those days, uh, back in those days, I was never trying to get sober. I was thinking about when's the next drink, shots, pour them up. And um, let's get fuckity fucked up, bruh. Yeah. So in all reality, my sobriety is nobody's business. And I've made it other people's business because I want to be helpful and truthful. And I you look are. at it as a way to hold myself accountable and guess what? Whenever I've fucked up, I've been honest about that too. So, period. Period. <laughs> so, that's our little rant for the day. We still choose love and peace at the end of it. Like, <laughs> but I'm but leaving like, that don't comment. Don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. We have the rage. Got the rage. We'll cut you. We'll cut you. Cause um, the broken glass, kids. We'll cut you. <laughs> But I'm leaving. That comment really, really bothered me whenever I heard about it. It's been weighing on my mind. Glad you said it. And my husband's been telling me, like, don't think about it too much because it's going to set you off to where then you're upset, then you're crying, then you do want to drink, and you're just giving him more control over your life than, like, you already have. Because I have, like, been like, okay, like, I have – oh, my gosh. It doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't. But our yes. first really quick guest. Oh my gosh, I think he just pulled up. It's yes, our dear it friend Sammy. We're just gonna have him say hello. Um, Briar's going to the door to greet him. But give us your shit. <laughs> we're not full of anger and hatred. We're not, but we needed to get this shit off of our chests really quick because mental health is very real. Addiction is. is very real. It is not all in your motherfucking head, please. If it was all in my head. I'd have been healthy a long ass time hey, ago. Sammy, say hi to our Sammy you're what? our surprise uh, guest. You're our uh, first guest. Oh my god. It's a surprise. Hey, we're talking about the don't say the R word. We're talking about the guy from the other day that asked me if that was what um, if that's what mental illness is. Yeah. So it's just like a quick little rant episode that we're we've on for like 20 minutes but this is yeah. our dear friend sammy hello he's soon to be my like little roomie yes uh, and he's Cheers. known me for many years and can testify many of my horrible experiences um same and you know what we're gonna have him on as like a real guest one day with like a, an actual spot but we haven't we haven't quite gotten we haven't quite gotten there yet but uh they can hear you whispering just no they can't um 
Yes, they can. That's the, the microphone can pick up whispering. So just <laughs> we're just gonna wrap it up. But well, like until next. I, 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 no, okay, stop. okay. Until next time. No don't BS yourself. <laughs> don't don't BS, BS yourself. yourself. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>